Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is Knowing God Through Personal Experience. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we come today hungry for more of you. Show us, Father, in your word how to be more like you. We know that we are blessed to be a blessing. We come ready to receive today. Thank you for revelation through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, we're going to talk today about this topic, knowing God through personal experience. My friends, before I start the message tonight, I wanted to give a praise report on my jail church services tonight and last Monday night. The Holy Spirit is moving in these end times. As I had 49 people at the services the last two weeks, and 37 of the 49 came forward to accept Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, either for the first time or coming back to Jesus. Praise God, His mercies are new every day. Now, tonight I want to talk about knowing God through personal experience. Folks, we can know about God and have some familiarity with God, but not know Him personally. Let's start today in Galatians 4, 9 in the Amplified Bible. Now, however, since you have come to know the true God through personal experience, or the rather to be known by God, how is it that you are turning back again to the weak and worthless elemental principles of religions and philosophies to which you want to be enslaved all over again? My friends, I love this translation in the Amplified Bible of Galatians 4.9. You have come to know the true God through personal experience. That's the born-again experience. That's the relationship that we have to have with Jesus Christ if He truly is our personal Lord and Savior. Now let's back up and start at the beginning of Galatians chapter 4 in the Amplified Bible. Sonship in Christ, verse 1. Now, what I mean when I talk about children and their guardians is this. As long as the heir is a child, he does not differ at all from a slave, even though he is the future owner and master of all the estate. Two, but he is under the authority of guardians and household administrators or managers until the date set by his father when he is of legal age. Three, So also we, whether Jews or Gentiles, when we were children, spiritually immature, were kept like slaves under the elementary, man-made, religious, or philosophical teachings of the world. Folks, when we are spiritually immature, it's just like praying to God, but with no personal relationship, or acting like we don't have a personal relationship maybe from not spending enough time with God, like maybe putting Him on the back burner of our life. Four, but when in God's plan the proper time had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the regulations of the law. Five, so that He might redeem and liberate those who are under the law, that we who believe might be adopted as sons, as God's children, with all rights as fully grown members of a family. My friends, that is a personal experience. 
being a fully grown member of the family of God. Six, and because you really are his sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. My friends, the spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that we're a child of God. Seven, therefore you are no longer a slave, bondservant, but a son. And if a son, then also an heir through the gracious act of God through Christ. Eight, but at that time when you did not know the true God and were unacquainted with him, you Gentiles were slaves to those pagan things which by their very nature were not and could not be gods at all. Nine, now however, since you have come to know the true God through personal experience or rather to be known by God, how is it that you are turning back again to the weak and worthless elemental principles of religions and philosophies to which you want to be enslaved all over again? My friends, if we don't know God personally, we're unacquainted with him. We're like slaves to the natural things and religious traditions and philosophies, but we're called to have a personal experience, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. 10, for example, you observe particular days and months and seasons and years. 11, I fear for you that perhaps I have labored to the point of exhaustion over you in vain. 12, believers, I beg of you, become as I am, free from the bondage of Jewish ritualism and ordinances. For I have become as you are a Gentile, you did me no wrong when I first came to you. Do not do it now. My friends, rituals and ordinances don't help us in a personal relationship with Jesus. 13, on the contrary, you know that it was because of a physical illness that I remained and preached the gospel to you the first time. 14, and even though my physical condition was a trial to you, you did not regard it with contempt nor scorn and reject me, but you received me as an angel of God, even as Christ Jesus himself. 15, what then has become of that sense of blessing and the joy that you once had from your salvation and your relationship with Christ? For I testify of you that, if possible, you would have torn out your own eyes and given them to me to replace mine. Folks, this is what happens when we take Jesus and our pastor for granted. Ho-hum, ho-hum. We have to continue to grow in our personal relationship with God and stay on fire for him. 16, so have I become your enemy by telling you the truth? 17, these men, the Judaizers, eagerly seek you to entrap you with honeyed words and attention to win you over to their philosophy, not honorably, for their purpose is not honorable or worthy of consideration. They want to isolate you from us who oppose them so that you will seek them. My friends, this is happening across the world today. Many false teachers in the government, the news media, the sports world, trying to entrap us with enticing words to win you over to their philosophy of worldly ways and their new definition of God, which minimizes or eliminates Jesus and his sacrifice. 18, now it is always pleasant to be eagerly sought after, provided that it is for a good purpose 
And not just when I am with you, seeking you myself, but beware of others doing it. 19. My little children, for whom I am again in the pains of labor, until Christ is completely and permanently formed within you. My friends, this is a developed personal relationship with the Lord. 20. I wish that I were with you now and could change my tone because I am perplexed in regard to you. 21. Tell me, you who are bent on being under the law, do you not listen to what the law really says? Now let's jump down to verse 26. But the Jerusalem above, that is the way of truth represented by Sarah, is free. She is our mother. For it is written in the scriptures, Rejoice, O barren woman who has not given birth. Break forth into a joyful shout, you who are not in labor. For the desolate woman has many more children than she who has a husband. 28. And we, believing brothers and sisters like Isaac, are children, not merely of physical descent like Ishmael, but are children born of promise, born miraculously. My friends, that's the born-again experience. We're born miraculously children of the promise. 29, but as at that time the child of ordinary birth, born according to the flesh, persecuted the son who was born according to the promise and working of the spirit, so it is now also. 30, but what does the scripture say? Cast out the bondwoman Hagar and her son Ishmael, for never shall the son of a bondwoman be heir and share the inheritance with the son of the free woman. 31. So then, believers, we who are born again, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart for his purpose, are not children of a slave woman, the natural, but of the free woman, the supernatural. My friends, our born-again experience is supernatural. It's a personal relationship with the King of kings and the Lord of lords, Jesus Christ. And we must choose to continue to develop that relationship to maturity to be all that God wants us to be. Let's pray. Father, we are so thankful for a personal relationship with Jesus. We choose to grow in that each and every day to be more like him, Father, in these last of the last days. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, folks, you can contact us at CelebrateJesusMinistry at gmail.com or by phone at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary, and he's coming back soon.